International. What is up, Gary Busey Town Massacre? We finally made it to the first of the modern Planet of the Apes. You will not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on stag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox in four parts without commercial interruptions. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hog moths confiscated from a Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the Schaefer Award Theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. The revolution will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nub. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner because the revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on the court from 29 districts. The revolution will not be televised. There we go. There will be no pictures of hot intro. I like. I liked all three of them. I'll I'll keep all three of them in. Well, yeah. If I wasn't getting gaslighted, (laughs) who's gaslighting? Uh, Bezo. Ethan. UC Billups. Welcome to the show, Ethan. How's it going? Oh, so great. Great. Great to be in here. How's it going? It's going good. One of the one of the rare shows where I have more booze in me than coffee. So I, hey. if, I say, if I if I say anything in particularly stupid, I'm going <laughs> to attribute it to Johnny Black or the gas X or the gas X. Yeah, just throw that out. There, pull the right curtain here. back. <laughs> well, today we are discussing uh, 2011. We've made it. Rise of the Planet of the Apes. We're dun, here. Dun, dun, the James Franco version. We are yes. in the new apps, baby. We call it the James Franco version, but I'm pretty sure he's only in the first one. It is. Yeah, the, yes. yeah I mean, this is the yeah. James Franco version. <laughs> This is the only James Franco. Yeah, yeah. Therefore, this is the James Franco. I'm not trying to pick it apart with you calling it that. Yeah. Like Bezo is now. No, we were calling yeah, that. A, I think we I, were I calling never, that earlier when we started the series. I never is, called it that. Oh, I, so. I was calling it that. Called it that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Hey, we're here. We're here. We How's it. it feel to Home be stretch. in the... We're in the new century. Yeah. We're in the new century. Why do you keep looking at the time? <laughs> she's like it's got to be almost over by now hey, are we done surely <laughs> we pulled an hour it? already yeah, this I'm is just trying not to make eye contact with you so you will not call me out about something that I'm doing wrong but apparently that is also wrong where's my figure spinner Bezos stop gas xing her or whatever 
please stop please stop uh dutch ovening her or (laughs) gaslighting please stop gaslighting slash dutch okay well i want an initial we i bezo we had to like restrain you the entire time from talking about this movie i know the time has finally come and before we get into the movie i just want to know like do you think your feelings for this movie now having seen all of Mm. the rest of the material Mm. do you appreciate this movie more Mm. or less there are parts of this movie that i do appreciate more um now now having watched the the run-up to it Mm. um and uh nothing i've seen now that i've seen this version of it uh i've seen it three times now once in the theater once at home and now this time and uh the theater when i first saw the theater i thought this was pretty sick the second time i saw it at home i saw a lot of the flaws and now i watch it this one uh the flaws are still there but some of those things that you're talking about elevate it more Mm -hmm. so it's somewhere cult of the show the cult of the brand yes elevates the show because you realize the tie-ins and there's there's some more sophisticated things that were sort of ignored in the last episode in the last shows that we watched the animated <laughs> better than <series>. star wars <laughs> <laughs> i don't know about that uh but uh like even some stuff that's subtle uh, i mean not to get too deep into it already so early on but like for example the the way the apes are different from the chimpanzees and so on um that is is uh it's nuanced in this one that you wouldn't really understand that there's like this big dichotomy between the three uh well i say dichotomy the three well it's the, the development trichotomy. of the apes right right but like uh the the one central gorilla in this movie is um in the original like if you don't have any context it's just like okay he's just the one gorilla and they use it because he's big and strong and whatever but in the context of the ape saga the gorillas represent an entire different thing and so when that gorilla is doing all the things that the gorilla is doing i think it has a lot more relevance now in that context well uh yeah so at one point in this film which i think is actually really smart and i wish there would have been i mean this is a completely different Version. It's like a, a reimagining of the same story, but they do it in a really smart way. And there are a lot of really uh, fantastic homages to the original series. Yeah. I mean, this is like, I have a, a real point, but this is like <laughs> what you want out of fan service. This is how it's done well mm-hmm. and can still be like a lucrative modern film series. Totally agree. Um, however, so there's uh, specifically with the gorilla, the gorilla is kept in isolation of the other uh, apes, the chimpanzees and the orangutan. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a point in the film where uh, Caesar uh, throws out the like smart the gas smart bombs. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it hits all of the apes but because the gorilla is kept in isolation it never gets the higher intelligence yeah. which is so smart mm. for the way that the original series plays out right. and probably leads to other things in this one but having never seen them consecutively uh, this being the first time that we'll get to that in the next episode but right. uh, I'm super excited to see kind of how that formulates the way that their their brain works there are so many they 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 figured out with this film and the reason why it's great for fan service is because they figured out 
a way to make a film that homages the earlier films and also fits within the narrative of the overall story. They figured out a way that we can figure out how the apes got intelligence Mm -hmm. um, and and also how some of the apes didn't get intelligence and and what, what actually happens. And there's a way to fit this film in with the, overarching theme in the overarching uh timeline of the earlier films that came before it and and i think that that's why it's important like i i I don't know like i'm going to i will go out on limb and no joke say that i think that this is the best uh representation of fan service to a community i i think that this that 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 this has received less you know uh accolades yeah you definitely has received less accolades but within the community it's retained a higher standing Mm -hmm. than any of the other films that we've seen that have tried to do something in this vein something that's taken an old uh franchise and old ip Mm. and then rebooted it in a way for modern viewers. I I understand your Star Wars parallel in that context now because Episode 7 was unfortunately too much of a fan service uh, retelling of Episode Mm 4, whereas it should have been uh, an entirely new plot if it's going to keep it in the same universe. Well, no, this is a a re... I mean, we have to say, I, I, I think it would be very hard-pressed to say this is in the same timeline with the rest of the movies. That It'll work. It'll work. You can fit it. Okay. How, how, in this modern setting, could you fit it with the the apes having gone back and... Not to get too much into the chronology, because I wanted to... I, I was well, going with your other pores. that's where we're going to get okay, before let, we go see the new one. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's make we, a, no, we have to. Well, let's make a pause there, because I, I just want to break... Uh, I want to... I want to agree with you that episode seven in many ways turned out to be that homage, um, fan servicey episode, uh, a version of episode four. Yeah. And if you were to compare the two, this one does that job better. Yeah. But definitely. I think the biggest flaw of episode seven was that it shouldn't have been that in the first place. It yeah. should have been a new narrative with but, new stories. But this so. is a new narrative that also fits into the timeline. I think, uh, we'll have to get back to that. I, I, I'm, 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 that that feels more stretchy to me than certainly than what episode. I mean, well, I mean well, look, well, we what, look what we did for Tokyo Drift. <laughs> <laughs> we sustained disbelief as viewers. Well, we talked about this early on, like in one of our first or second episodes when we were talking about this series. Uh, the timeline kind of moves and ripples, so it's never it's never exact. We're never getting a a constant baseline of what the time is, but we have these figures and assuming which everyone does, this movie took place in 2011. It does actually kind of fit in the timeline because you're never given a solid number as to when uh, five oh. or four takes place. You only know the start and the end. So, so, so you would only you say- know the beginning time is 72 or whatever. And then the end time is like 3058 or whatever when or- the planet explodes. So again, that, that middle ground of how you're getting to there, this is more low, like a ripple, like it's a branch off. It's- would you say this one is present day? present time oh, wow. <laughs> nice nice even even i caught that <laughs> uh i i have a hard time f- 
I have a hard time saying that this film, this setting in 2011, had a 1970s whatever where apes came yeah. from the future and landed and integrated like they did in episode uh three and the third movie um so i i i would have to if it's in this timeline universe like you're speaking of another loop of another loop of something that's in there okay you know i'm, I'm willing to bend as bend as far as i can to get it in that universe but right now it feels pretty cohesive that it's a it's a new start but we never but we but series. we never truly got at throughout anything throughout any of the films prior to this anything that we've watched we've never really understand how the apes have developed speech we've never gotten that and this is the only film that gives an explanation to that. How did they actually receive speech? They received it through Alex Jones' neurotropic <laughs> drugs. Obviously. And, uh, yeah, obviously the apes were fed neotropics. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, I mean, I mean but, but for real, though, we, ne we, never, we, never do get, we never do get a solid explanation for that. And, 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 and this fills that void. This, this explains how they got speech. In the context of rebuilding building the world and 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 pulling a lot of pieces from the original series you're totally right and that's one thing that was missing from the rest of the series and um and i also and i also think there's another thing that's missing that this one captures i didn't really put my finger on it to watching it this time is that in the third movie caesar is owned by the circus uh ringleader yeah and walks into that world and yeah, in the fourth, fourth one, excuse movie. me, fourth one, you're right. Um, in the fourth movie, I know, I know, of course, you are. <laughs> in the fourth movie, and um, he, the, the, the turn is, is that he goes from not the like the theme that's heavily played, um, is I'm, I'm, I'm a slave, I'm, I'm rebelling, but in this one, uh, something that's kind of unique is that he loses his innocence. Yeah, man. he's a child who grows up who loses his innocence, and then, and that's the more interesting. I think that's a really interesting story arc that that wasn't really played up in any of uh -huh. the others. I mean, I think that you do get some of that in four, though. And there's this movie is great because there are times like when Caesar is first introduced to like the jail, basically. Um, I mean, it's a it's a definite representation of the American prison system. Right. So that's a different thing that I want to talk about in a moment. But when Caesar is first introduced to the jail, he has the like Roddy McDowell nose twitch, like the um, mm -hmm. Kim Hunter mm -hmm. like nose twitch mm -hmm. that she does from mm -hmm. the original series, which is just like a really cute and smart yes. thing to be like oh i i feel comfortable as yes. a fan watching this movie but then he um oh just leading up to that the reason why he goes into jail is because uh johnny lithgow the original still alice mm -hmm. uh he coneheads baby yeah right uh no no dan Aykroyd <laughs> and those coneheads was was john lithgow and coneheads no. yes all right yeah he was Third Rock from the Sun. Third Rock from the Sun, yeah. a.k.a. Coneheads. No, that's not a.k.a. Also, I Third still rate. feel like you're missing the joke that I'm making, uh, which is that <laughs> he has else. Alzheimer's. Yeah. yeah, he definitely does have Alzheimer's. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on. So, uh, Johnny Lithgow goes out to a car and uh, he just doesn't know what he's doing or where mm -hmm. he is mm -hmm. and gets into an accident, mm -hmm. uh, which causes Caesar to 
come out to try and protect him. And there's this moment where after Caesar's been he did something bad and he's immediately shameful and he regrets what he did. And it's, it plays out exactly the same way Mm. as when Caesar is in Caesar in the fourth movie is in the corridor with whoever the fuck, uh, the handler dude. Mm -hmm. And, he's like hugging him and it's like it's okay and we're gonna figure this out right it's like exactly the same the face the face is the same everything about it is the same it's Mm -hmm. really amazing i don't know yeah it's that there's and there's that moment that's captured and there's other moments in the series that are captured and and repurposed not repurposed it's that there's a there's a narrative here that sort of uses those things they dig them back up to 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 represent something like i i i think i think that like it with planet of the apes uh you have to view it as kind of a biblical story like names are repeated to bring something up in you uh to harken back to something but not necessarily to represent that thing as a whole mm-hmm. and, and i think well, I, the mom is bright eyes uh, yeah, yeah that's but a nice just touch great, which yeah. i didn't catch until now there right. there's plenty of things within this film that are representative or ha- i carry the same name to represent that character but they ultimately forge their own path as said name mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and 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 that happens within the bible that happens within shakespeare that happens within uh, plenty of writing things where where they use names to harken back and mm-hmm. it, it's our fault for attaching so much to those names well some of that's a lot of that's by design well yeah and also wanting like some weird logical everything fits together perfectly because we're fucking nerds it's a tie into shit. immortality as well yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like, it's great. Like I was, I was saying earlier, Donna, close your ears. I was saying earlier, we get, we get, mm. we get a representation. No, 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 no. She's, he's no, not doing spoilers. She's got. <laughs> wait, will you grab me one? Wait, wait, wait. We have a representation. She's out of the room. We have a representation of Nova coming up in the new one. Have yeah. you seen these trailers? I have. I've. I, I've started now to block out. I've, I've actually really excited. I've seen all of them. I. I'm. Trying. We bought our tickets today. I know. Internet, that's what's super exciting. Internet, we, yeah, yeah, we bought not the not the regular tickets, like the super deluxe motherfucker yeah. tickets. Oh, we're ready. Draft house we're fucking ready. They're gonna give us ape costumes. Yeah, and yeah, shit. yeah. But we have that. But that is a rep- that is yeah, going to one be thing, a representation yes. of one thing. It's not going to tie in directly. No, uh, you know, just as Caesar in this one didn't. Go ahead. No, I wanted to say that uh, this. We, I forget whether it was the TV show, the animated series, or um, the fifth movie, um, but we we found there were certain iterations of the Planet of the Apes saga that seemed to somehow forget what made the Planet of the Apes good. Yeah. yeah. And um, this one does not do that. It doesn't do that. And you can tell because of the small things, just like you were talking about with the facial twitches. So something so subtle like that goes to show that these make the, the makers of this film were going out of their way to to find out what works and what doesn't and try to rekindle that magic. Right, but what's great about that... Okay, I have a lot to say about they this. They did their what's, homework. Yeah, but what's great about it is that when you watch this movie prior to this moment, you enjoyed the movie and those kinds of things probably didn't even register to you as a thing. True. But for us that love the series, when that happened, when we saw it in the movie theater opening oh, yeah, night, yeah. we were yeah. just like, like, oh my fucking pimples, God. Yeah. yeah. It's fan service. Like, yeah, yeah, but that is fan service done 
correctly the exact way that it should be done otherwise if it was bad fan service it would take me out of the movie as a new viewer and go what the fuck was that all about oh and also welcome to 2001 (laughs) tim allen's planet of the apes (laughs) (laughs) welcome to that that's Uh, bad fan service yes anyway so there's also some other interesting things that are done well in this movie like early on they established the shaking of the trees which is something that i don't really remember the second movie very well because i only saw it one time we'll get to it next week but in that film i remember the shaking of the trees being a big Mm. thing which is a big thing in this movie and Mm. it's a thematic thing that is set up right from the beginning so when you see that you immediately have this reaction and what's great is that they were able to continue these little things that give you this great reaction as an original fan of the series but they continue or start their own new traditions which is just really awesome i want to i want to ask a question uh another scene i want to talk about real quick okay go ahead okay i'm sorry yeah no i have a question that's locked okay well (laughs) another thing that's really cool too is the uh talking about other really great um homages to the original series um the jail scene when uh caesar starts like his rise to power it is always like getting closer and closer to a trial scene or to the original scenes where uh caesar in the original series is standing up on the rock and he's talking to everyone and they're having like the council Mm. uh but right at the end before they break free it's Mm. just like it's so good to see that and see like everyone listening it's just i don't know that's so powerful all right favorite james franco movie uh, this is the end. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's funny. A, it's a very funny. Very funny. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. He, yeah. It's so good. It's so funny. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's so funny. Have you seen it? It's so funny. <laughs> Your favorite? Mine? Oh, this is Pineapple Express. All day, uh, baby. All day, yeah. And you? I, I watched that movie every day for two months. I, re- I, I remember that bit. Uh, <laughs> it's not a bit. It's real life. You said it was a bit. <laughs> it's, I mean, eh. it's the same uh, thing. I don't know. And here's why I don't know. Good tie into this movie. Because the beginning part of this movie is very challenging for me. Because I don't feel like James Franco fits in it for me. Because... And I blame a lot of this on myself and the original Spider-Man. This movie is like so the like first half of this movie is so Spider-Man to me. Uh, It's like, uh, let me boner kill. No, I I totally agree. I like that that movie. Uh, It's not the worst. It is. But it's just really hard for me to get out Ugh. of Spider-Man and think of this as its own independent thing. I, I think that there's a tone that the movie has that I think elicits that. And, and unfortunately, James Franco being in it only exacerbates it. But here, here's some things that I mean, I really kind of dissected this time around and kind of pinpointed why the first act of this movie is really tough to get going. 
the first thing is that it relies, there's two significant sequences that happen that almost entirely rely on coincidence, which would be better served if they had rewritten it so that those things really didn't, necess- didn't necessarily happen. So for example, um, the first major one that happens is Franco discovers that the, uh, that the, uh, and X that the, 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 the drug works and the monkey can, and, and the, the ape is super smart. Yeah. So he goes to have the board meeting yeah. and coincident to that, the one ape who is, uh, ends up being Caesar's mother breaks free and, yeah. and breaks through and goes through all the building and ends yeah. up, lands up in the middle of the boardroom meeting and, and crashes it and yeah. kills the, uh, his research. Uh, those two things happen. But it passes the gene. That's the point. I know, but the, that scene, that whole, if you want to get the scene where he, he discovers something, but he can't get his research and it still passes the gene, you could write that better without having this, these two coinciding things happening in a cheesy action sequence in the first step. So sure. that whole thing feels, doesn't feel right. Uh, the second thing that happens is the very first time that he gives Johnny Lithgow the, the Alzheimer's serum mm. is exactly the same time that Caesar wants to escape and go play with the kids. Yeah. And so you have these two things that are happening exactly at the same time. This it's action sequence and, and Johnny Lithgow coming together and like, yeah, it's totally too much because you would you could use one without the other. Oh, you really just need the Johnny Lithgow well, sequence coming back. a little bit of space from each other. Exactly. So putting them back to back, you're just like, oh, why, is this, why does it feel weird? Uh, yeah. I don't like this. And then... Um, and so those are the two major set pieces leading up to uh, the the real one that actually works the two action spe- sequences anyway that leads up to the the real action the real good one action sequence where he does end up attacking the neighbor and getting captured which is really mm-hmm. the end the really like the big loss of point of the second act of getting him in the jail yeah and once you get him in the jail. The, Draco Malafoy. The, yeah, yeah the, there's really good stuff going on when the camera's on Caesar. Yeah. Every time he goes away from Caesar and goes to the Franco stuff, it's not nearly as interesting, not nearly no. as compelling. It's kind of like we're like... It lowers that story. Yeah, it's like, yeah, oh, we're, yeah. we're chugging waters. Go back to the apes. I want to see them not communicating, yeah. not talking to each other and communicating and developing and getting yeah. smarter. And then the last little bit, just to finish my rant on some of the coincidentally kind of stuff that really bothers me in this, is that um, Caesar two things happen. Caesar is kind of has the idea. Oh yeah. From the orangutan like, Oh yeah, but apes aren't smart. Yeah. So Caesar realizes no matter how much he leads them, he's not going to be able to lead a bunch of dumb apes. So he sure. has to make them smart. So he's going to figure out to get them smart. Yeah. He instantly figures out how to escape. Yeah. Which it sounds like he almost feel like he could have figured that out before, but yeah. Yeah. so I think he did. Okay, so he figures out how to escape, and then by sheer coincidence, when he goes home, the uh, he, Franco happens to have the aerosoled versions of the spray in his fridge yeah. that well, he could take. Okay, here's here's an issue that you're touching on the entire time. So from the moment that he is in jail, now you have no sense of time. That's the issue yeah. because there there isn't any exchange of days that are passing. Mm. Everything's yeah. always in like three years, five years memory of yeah. shit. Yeah. And the yeah. issue is that his dad dies. That's the last time that you see. You see Johnny Lithgow dies. Mm-hmm. And then that is the last time that you see James Franco mm-hmm. until Caesar is in his room and has ex- yeah. escaped. But the issue is that how much time has passed? Because if it's like a day or two, like, well, yeah, he would still have that shit in his freezer or his fridge. Like, why would he have gotten rid of that? Well, the point is, is that I was getting to is that plot wise, 
Caesar needs a way to make all the other apes smart. And it's just so coincidentally, he, there's an aerosol version of it that's yeah. happening, that's hiding. In well, Frank I will Ace. say so one that? thing about that is that uh, technology of the drug has definitely moved from intravenous to aerosol. However, the test to realize if they are smart or not has stayed the same. It is still the Lucas test, the, which is the, not I, a very difficult test to pass. <laughs> yeah, I would give you the Lucas like, test, see how you do. <laughs> no, I think a variation of a different... What, is this a res- Expected test? Are you defending? It, the it's Lu- hard. It's hard. It's hard. To really? Do, you yeah. don't think I could do the Lucas dog? I can beat the Cracker Barrel. The golf tee. The game. golf tees. Yeah. I can beat that. Yeah. consistently. Awesome. I am at two all day. <laughs> Not one yet, but yeah. two. No, I, I think it would have been interesting if, like, what, what I get what you're saying because if there were if it showed him leaving and coming back more times, like there was a longer time where he oh that's not what you're saying. Well, I'm I'm and that's how I'm taking what you're saying because let's say he makes multiple trips back to the lab and then one time he goes back to the lab and sees through the windows yeah. that they that they've aerosoled it and now he has the idea to get the aerosol kits. I, I don't like the idea. It was so co- it's just a coincidence. It's, it's not. Cool. It's not. You're no. It's not because he. The last time that Caesar was in the house, John Lithgow was still taking the medicine, the brain medicine. It was a different version of that, but he was still taking the medicine. All the entire time that he's been alive, he's known that this name, Lee's letters, regardless of how he can read them or not, he understands that this symbolizes the medicine from that place. You win. I get what you're saying now, and now I get it. Yeah. It's not nearly as a stretch as I thought it was. It's not. It's not. The issue is just... It, it doesn't matter what the device is. He sees the symbol. He understands yes. that that's medicine. Yes, it doesn't matter. The issue, however, is that you have no idea how much time has passed. Which hard, What's harder for me to believe is that potentially, because you have no fucking idea what's going on, his dad died a week ago, mm. uh, two months ago. I have no idea how much time has passed. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if the apes... Even if the apes are stupid which is implied i mean they're not dumb you know like apes are intelligent but they're not as intelligent as caesar is when he starts getting them in a group that alone prior to even introducing the airborne shit would have taken so much time it it's impossible for me to believe that it was like a day or two and this happened Mm -hmm. and in the day or two his dad died and then he escapes and goes to get this medicine okay that's the bigger issue i i I get what you're saying my question is if i gave my cat these new tropics would then it become planet of the cat i think i think there's there's room to be said there's room to be said the world brandon is caesar (laughs) (laughs) he rebrands himself caesar (laughs) brandon (laughs) yeah i i like i don't know Oh, that's what I'm curious about. Does it work on everyone, or just because they're close primates, sort uh, of species? I think. I think one another thing that we've learned in uh, watching this is that from here on out, 
never should the words be spoken seriously. Get your damn dirty paws off me, your damn dirty A. Because <laughs> wow, I think, Pam. Yeah, I know. Uh, that be- because was not, between that the, wasn't spoken seriously, so it's okay. Between it's the, like saying the N-word. For between the two <laughs> versions that we've gotten, and oh, three versions, between uh, um, the original, between... Uh, Mark Wahlberg. The Mark Wahlberg, the Marky Mark oh, version, Tim, and this one. Yeah. I think we can say that Charlton Heston's delivery of that line and the buildup to uh, it is the only way it's ever going to sell because now it just it feels, sells, it feels, you know, right. they gave yeah, Tom yeah, Felton yeah, 30 yeah, tries yeah, to say yeah, it yeah, and that yeah, was the best one. I mean, but, no way. but yeah, he's garbage, but that's the one to the two punch of no. no. Yeah. That the is no's the big powerful. one. The no is always big. That's the whole thing because the no, the no is a throwback to not the first but the one. Second. Yeah. Third one, third one. Third one. Third one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. That That's what I'm saying why this is fan service because yes. you have a one-two punch. the fourth one. It is the fourth one. God, you guys don't It's understand. the fourth one. This no, no, no. The third one is when you. he tells the story. The yeah. third one is when... Uh, uh, Cornelius tells the story of the ape who said no. Right, but you aren't getting that line delivered. You until don't get it one. until the fourth one. I know, but it's 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 it's, it's first, it's first Barada and then yeah. the third yeah. one. But nonetheless, you get fan service with a one-two punch. Boom! It's solid and it's smart writing. And so sounds far, good like it, that. It's smart in so far as that you get two iconic uh, ape lines back to back, which is something you mentioned, which yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't catch the first two times because I hadn't seen. Yeah, I didn't know the importance of the word no. Um, <laughs> I, I, I and you still don't. Uh, I get it. I, I wish that. At, I mean, let's face it. I mean, like, I don't know. Any I'm a rapist. That's always the next sentence. Watch this, that. just always, always censoring I do not want to get into this. I, 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 I do Absolutely. No, not the, a rapist. The only other You're actor. You're the one that implied it. The only other actor I would trust to say that line is Daniel Day-Lewis, and he retired. Hey. So. Oh, he retired. <laughs> oh, how about that? What do you Dude. think about that? I think he's retired multiple times. How many Daniel Day-Lewis films do you care? about uh five six oh name five um my left foot last of the mohicans gangs in new york lincoln there will be blood there will be blood of course (laughs) (laughs) lincoln oh yeah he's he's fantastic in lincoln (laughs) okay I could it's go, fine. I could go nine days. Uh, I feel um, like Daniel Day Lewis is like the cool boy's cool boy. Like it's like oh, oh yeah, dude, Crucible. Oh, Have you yeah. seen Crucible? Oh he, dude, I'm so sad. Daniel no, Day Lewis. No, the Crucible where he has a scene where he says, "I might, well, I won't give up my name." It's so great. It's a great yeah, scene. Yeah, it's really good. It's yeah, it's a great dude. monologue. Yeah, yeah dude. And John you know what? There will be guys... blood. He's like, keep your damn hands off me. Pause. You dirty <laughs> damn apes. But let's face it, he's probably the only one who can sell that line again, other than Hester. Oh, he could sell it. So don't give it to anybody else. Cut it out. What about Woody H, baby? Well, no, I don't trust him with it. That, that, that's a hard line to sell. Let's Dude, Woody H is going to kill it. <laughs> How is no one not vibing with Woody H? I don't get it. He's coming in hot He's with the in. shaved head. He is. He's here. He is. Come on. Really? Dude, I'm really? excited. Why has everyone We're got excited. pursed lips about this? We're excited. <sighs> you guys aren't excited. The, She's uh, not excited. You're not. No one cares. I care. So we there are care. some other interesting things ah. that happen in this movie uh, that are kind of sprinkled throughout. And I think I was mixing up what was happening in this movie 
uh, very early on in this series of talking about these movies uh, with some of the older ones. But uh, specifically what I'm referring to is that there are little flashes in the background of shit that's happening in the real world that later affects and kind of drives where this story is going. Hmm. Uh, so in particular, there's reports of a spaceship launching. Icarus. Then hmm. later on, we get the name Icarus mm-hmm. and that it's lost, lost in, in space. space. <laughs> so yes. who knows what's happening there? Yes. Uh, and I guess that's really it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We, we see that Icarus enters Earth earth's atmosphere and then that's the last report that we get yeah so i didn't catch that it came back that's what they said that was the title on the last newspaper I didn't, that was yeah. thrown out. Oh shit! That's like that's like the that's, that's, that's the third movie. The third movie, oh, right? Shit. Exactly. Yeah. So that's where things start to be a ripple of what is actually happening. I'm surprised I missed that, but yeah. Well, you know, Bezo. I missed a bunch of other. I'm like, again, blaming Johnny Black. Blaming Johnny Black. <laughs> hey, I'm Johnny Black, baby. Um, I'm yeah. So ready for the new film. I think what was originally theorized with the original series is that when the um spaceship containing the apes entered the atmosphere that's what triggered the disease that killed off cats and dogs now is icarus returning the killing off of the cats and dogs because i think if i'm not mistaken and we'll know for sure next week but i think that's what's established in the next movie i I, my impression, and I thought, I didn't think that the film was hiding this very much, but that the aerosol version of the, of the, of the, of the Alzheimer's cure killed humans. And that's the thing that spread. And so, uh, when the fat man dies and then he uh, sneezes on the neighbor, it's just going to show the contaminated that it's already starting to contaminate and, and be airborne. And there's a, I do remember that there is a, 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 in the opening credits of the second one, there's this uh, kind of montage sequence talking about the spread of the flu. And I think that, I thought that was a directly tied to that, that thing and not this, the, the pet flu thing that's in the original series is not really existent here. It may very well be. I mean, that's definitely possible. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll see in the next movie, but I would feel kind of cheated if there wasn't some kind of acknowledgement of other animals dying because what I, I wouldn't say that like a, a, even a gorilla, I guess. And don't not scientists gorillas, <laughs> but i would say that they probably aren't the top number one predator like if a, a lion or well a i leopard- am a gorilla scientist and i will tell you what is the top predator <laughs> is a great white the great, great whites kill, kill gorillas they can, t- cli- on, they can climb on shore at night that's why they're great exactly uh i think that the uh one of the, I think what this series, what this new iteration of the series is actually, they did a like again. We talked about the homages. I think it did a little homage, but kind of wanted to set it aside and and go to bigger themes. Is the whole they were not pets anymore? 
Like, yeah. like the original started with the whole pet thing and, yeah. and or it, not the original, but the third movie introduced the pet thing yeah. and which then killed the dog, the dogs and the cats. And then the apes became the new pets. And then, and then so on. Um, there's a little hint of the whole pet thing here when he was re- coming and bringing Caesar out of Redwood forest this one particular time. Yeah. But after that, it, it's, it's not about, the movie doesn't want to he- stay too heavy in the thematics of it's not a pet anymore. Yeah, I get that. My issue, though, is that in the next film where things have progressed a lot, yeah. yeah, I mean, assuming all of the chain fences and shit are down for the zoo, like, if a lion escapes, a lion would probably fuck up some chimps. Not the super smart chimps. That is true. If I gave my cat Neurotropics, do you think he would be able to fuck up like a regular lion? After he's waged his war on the globalists, maybe. <laughs> Are you on it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm Someone curious to see what's uh, going on with that in the next film, I guess, because I don't know. I just feel like I know, I know for sure I remember birds being in the next one. Oh, okay. But like where are the other animals i don't know yeah i don't recall that either yeah they have to die somehow i'm just <laughs> saying um another thing that's pretty cool that this one does uh going back to like themes that this one establishes uh the window obviously has a lot of importance to caesar he draws it in his cell and then later on you see it as a sign over a sign yes uh which i also believe is a part of the second movie and i'm sure we'll see in the the newest iteration as well yeah Um, i like that a lot too me too because it's the starting of written history Mm -hmm. for them uh what do you guys excuse me they (laughs) what do you guys think is a more experimental film this one or the original oh the original for sure really oh yeah Yeah. oh the mark Wahlberg one (laughs) (laughs) that's the answer i was looking for honestly that's what i was looking for yeah also i also in talking about the 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 plot contrivances that i was referring to oh you reminded me the the Why'd you steal my beer? One of the things that this series needs to do and always needs to focus on is not catering to a low common denominator. It needs to cater to a smart audience. And there's a different, there's a reason for that beyond, you know, maintaining a good sci-fi, like what you were talking about when we first started the series as being a good sci-fi, is that the rise of the apes is only as... Um, how do I put this? It's not really that impressive if all the humans are dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only impressive if the humans are smart and calibrated yeah. and dedicated to stopping it and still lose. Yeah. Yes, I. So earlier when you were talking about what makes this movie dumb, I got super sidetracked by proving how dumb you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, is that in the same vein, it needs to treat the audience smart because if yeah. the audience feels like they too would have been as smart as they are, would have been taken over by the apes that gives their their story more more yeah. prominence right but that's exactly the issue with remaking this movie and remaking any movie is that they didn't uh it's it, it's modern it's modern modern this ruins is modern fucking everything and it's like 
there's so many good parts of this movie so many good parts and like if you could just remove some of the shit that you're talking about this would be a phenomenal movie and a movie that could withstand the test of time like the original movie mm-hmm. the problem is that it's just got these dirty little fucking modern paws you, all over you can it feel the studio's sausage like fingers yes. kind of fucking yes with shit. It's yeah. like it feels need, dated already it doesn't i i wouldn't say that it feels dated because this is so the the parts of this movie that are frustrating to me are like, this is every fucking movie that I've seen for yeah. the last like yes. 15 years now. Yeah. And, and for me, all of those scenes are the ones with James Franco, especially James Franco at work. Mm-hmm. Well, and the action scenes on the bridge. It's just like, it's so frustrating to see that you don't need to be so heavy handed with shit. And again, that's one of the things that's where I'm interested to see what happens in the next movie in uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes because I don't remember it. And a part of what is so frustrating about this movie is that there is a message. And for me, it's clearly kind of like through not great water. It's clearly about incarceration and how we just abandon people that are thrown to the system so to speak mm. yeah that's and, a fair analogy right but it's not super clear and it's not i wouldn't it's not like they need to be heavy-handed with it but it's like you could have done such a smarter way of doing that which all of the other movies and uh yeah i mean really just all the other movies in particular except, the first yeah but all of the original series excluding the the marky mark one obviously all of those are so good at having a common theme and like really just building that across in this one it's like the theme was never really that strong and you're never it's like you're rooting for caesar but you're not i don't know like his his struggle there's not really a reason why he's doing what he's doing but what he's doing is cool and you're rooting for him that's a very that's a very interesting nuance that you just found there the the importance of charlton heston talking in Uh the original is not is the importance of it is because that uh, in and of itself can shatter the social balance between the apes and the humans. It has a weight. Humans. It has a weight to him talking. Right. Talking. Just the idea of talking because now he can talk. Now I mean, he can express emotions. And if he can express thoughts, then he has a soul. And now if they're not, if they have a soul, yeah. then they can't treat them like slaves. And they and have abandoned, they have abandoned that in every single iteration of this show except for the first movie well and the other way that it's fucked up too is that there are other times where they could have introduced these kinds of uh, uh, like issues or they could have like chose to take a higher path and make a stronger point like with the other ape that is only on the airborne drug that's clearly super aggressive from the get-go like they could have done something interesting with that and obviously like excuse me obviously (laughs) obviously there's another cut of this movie because there's a point when they first release him from the cage caesar and his original crew when they first release um him from his cage at genesis or whatever uh he walks in an 
the exact opposite direction of all of the other apes and all of the other apes getting released from their cells. Like, well, where the fuck is he going? And then you don't see him again until they're on the bridge. And it's like, oh, hey, guess what? Like, we're home dogs now. Just... Mm homieing around or whatever i don't know <laughs> like you don't see him again until no. the scene where the helicopter is yeah. dragged down and he walks in the background and then gives like a shitty look to james franco and it's just like oh okay i guess yeah. they're tight now and where the fuck did this guy come from uh i, I wish i paid more a little more attention to capture all of that um this just i i wanted to circle back to a point before i lose it um the and what you made me think of is that when caesar says no in this movie it it is one of defiance and it's a badass moment but what it's not is it's not um it is not uh what's the word i'm thinking of well it's not public yeah there's that too but uh, (laughs) what's the word when uh um when something can destroy everything from the inside implosive uh, that's probably what I meant to say. Uh, I mean, it doesn't have levity because there isn't anything to justify it. The only people that he's ever interacted with were the chick that James Franco dated, James Franco, John Lithgow, the three people at the uh, whatever the animal shelter place, mm-hmm. the two people he walked past with the dog in the redwood forest, yes. the dad and the two kids that live in the neighborhood. That's 11 people that he's been introduced to his entire life so like what is him saying no is only to malfoy it's not to the world right and that's why it doesn't i found the word existential it doesn't create the existential (laughs) it doesn't create the existential threat that uh charlton heston talking does to the ape colony in the first one as it does here charlton heston i don't think creates an existential threat i think what he creates is a threat to where their society is at to no 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 you y'all are coming from different angles the equilibrium no because bezo is thinking about things strictly from like uh we have a god this is what these are the rules of this society and they Mm -hmm. are broken with the introduction of man possibly having a god because he obviously has to have something going on inside of himself yeah but i feel like i feel like an existential threat is something that creates something on more of a personal level whereas what charlton heston actually creates is a societal threat because what they're using is dogma to enforce a certain society hence why the lawgiver is given such importance and cornelius is constantly trying to keep the society in check via dogma we're, we're using the same word i think in different contexts uh, i think existential is more personal. yeah the, no you're 100 percent wrong about the definition of ex essential but i do understand what you're saying i'm a sweet boy <laughs> no, and I'm, everyone will side with if, me. if i'm wrong at all it's 10 percent wrong not 10 wrong uh but hey you know what tweet at <laughs> Paul Fiesi, if you want to wait i mean i haven't checked it in ages someone asked us to do a film review do you want to do a film review of what uh the 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 candy land of candy land yeah you want to do it with Busey? yeah I haven't seen it yet. Oh, hey, I'll get you to do it. They sent me a message two months ago. Okay, we're right on top of it. Yeah, I haven't responded. I'll give you the login. Okay, thank you. <laughs> All uh, right. Yeah, so, but what you were saying is the, when 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 Caesar says no in this one, it's 
cool, but it doesn't have the 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 layers Levity. of 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 shit at risk that uh, that Charlton yeah. Heston has. So um, this movie, and I think that's a byproduct of being living in this remake world. Well, there's another yeah. issue as well is that in the uh, it, both in the first film in the original Planet of the Apes and in the fourth movie they cannot talk for certain reasons uh, that aren't uh, like they're out of their control like Charlton Hessing can't talk because he literally can't talk. His yeah, throat yeah. is fucked up. Such yeah. a good device. Right. But that means that like when he can, it's like, holy fuck. They yeah. don't have a means of communicating with the people that they're interacting with yeah. uh, or the apes that they're interacting with, which is what creates or a part of what creates such a huge struggle for them. I mean, well, 90% of the struggle in both of those movies is the fact that neither of them, Charlton Heston or Caesar from the fourth one, uh, yeah, can yeah. communicate with their counterparts. In this movie, he can communicate. Yeah. He can sign. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, people yeah. can understand That's what he's a saying. very good point. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. not a struggle of communication. There, the yeah. only struggle is that he's being oppressed because there's just shitty people around him. Hence, when he breaks it with an actual speech, it doesn't feel as strong right. because he has always been able to communicate. Right. It's so there's powerful. always an attachment and he's only communicating to the person he has always communicated with. Right. So like it's it would normal. Be, right. It would be more powerful. I mean, there's a million a way point, that it would yeah. be more powerful for sure. But I think a more interesting version <laughs> would be if they would have immediately positioned themselves to having this movie. Okay. All right. Here's the thing. This movie goes. It's, it's like it takes the first four movies and crams it into one movie. Which is fine yeah. and great, and it's they do it well. I wouldn't say that it like outpaces itself or falls. I don't know. Bionic Bob did Shut it pretty well. Shut the fuck well. up. I'm just saying, Bionic <laughs> Bob. It paces itself very well, but the issue is that uh, because they're covering so much ground. Um, <sighs> One beer too many. <laughs> no. Just no, I did it. I messed Johnson it up. <laughs> I messed it up with little. I, I was thinking what what could have been. Imagine a, a, the screenplay doing something a little bit different. Imagine them sort of escaping in secret without the violence. They got he is got he's he's rounded up the apes and he's going to recruit more. So he goes he takes them all to the zoo. But by this time there's national coverage and and there's cameras everywhere. And then they get confronted by the zookeepers. And, you know it's everything's on You're YouTube. It more right? Hollywood and then Make everything more modern. And then he fights them and then they get crowned and then he says no. Oh, you know, and at that point, you know, everybody's like, oh, shit, the apes could talk. What I was going to say is what I think would be more interesting is if they would have immediately because there's evidence that this already is happening in the film that they somehow lost in the version that was actually publicly released. But it would be more interesting if they immediately started the division amongst the apes yes yes or factions of them because i think that's yeah. something that happens in the second movie so the no should have never been directed at malfoy the no should have been directed at that other shitty ape that was in those cages oh, or alternatively wow, yeah. the no never happened and then later when they release yeah. the ape that goes the op 
opposite direction. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, then the, that's when the no happens. The that's no- a more interesting version. I like that. Of yeah. what was going on? I definitely like that because the no, the no with Malfoy is kind of like I mean, he just dies afterwards. Mm-hmm. So it's like ah, whatever. And I definitely agree. Like that that point with the signing and the speech, like that makes a lot of sense. Like I I didn't think about it that way. I mean, because like when I was watching it, and every time I've watched, it, I'm like. This is awesome because they reference two lines from two different movies. They time together well. Yeah. But aside from the obvious fan service, like, fuck yeah, I don't feel this like extra oomph gravitas yeah 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 it's because it's low stakes yeah yeah, yeah. it's low hanging fruit yeah i agree i agree that exactly is what makes fan service or redo movie shitty is exactly that scene now it's it's cool in this one and it is powerful Mm -hmm. especially if you've seen the other movies you're like fuck yeah Yeah, yeah. but it's like it just immediately fades and you're just like all right well (laughs) that's the thing about fan service is that like when you when you have a fan service thing, it, it immediately fades. You like it for a minute and you're like, fuck yeah, this is great. It's, it's, I mean, it's like the short boost of something. It's yeah. not sustainable. Yeah. It's, it's like a it's, dopamine shot to the brain. Exactly. Kind of yeah. Game. It gives you like the feeling of, yes, yes, I get it. Pattern I get recognition. it. I'm all yeah. over that. I'm in, I'm in. But yeah. then it's not like, it's not what drew you to it originally. It's not mm. those ideas. And, and I definitely agree. I think like in retrospect, I think that, uh, you know, this film while being we we were in the mood for a dopamine shot because we wanted a dopamine shot with the the tim allen version uh uh, you know and we we wanted that and we didn't get it and then and then and then when we got this we were like fucking thank god like they did it um you know that's the i mean it is the same thing that happened with Star Wars. It is the same thing with like everyone's like ah, and Barbar damn Barbar Jenks. <laughs> well, I think maybe in and now in context, maybe Star Wars uh, looked at this as a model a little too much as a model to emulate because it came out after J.J. Abrams. Well, I mean the the screenplay. No, I mean the new ones came out after. But you're if you're looking I'm about at episode, episode seven, yeah, yeah. But if you're talking about episode one through three, no, I mean, those have, that's a that's a whole nightmare of other problems. That's ir- that's indistinguishable. I think yeah. diff- categorically different than what we're talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I maybe Star Trek. I love to bring this up as much as possible. It's my favorite thing to talk about in the world, but watching a movie that is campy for pure campy reasons versus a movie that's forcing itself to be campy. Mm -hmm. And this movie kind of falls somewhere in the gray area of those two things of fan service and just shitty fan service. The problem is just that it's not, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the right, I don't know. 
I, I I think uh, the 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 stuff that I I feel myself getting really disinterested in is almost every time Franco and the human stories on screen. Whenever Caesar's on screen, I like that story. Mm-hmm. I like the the orphaned kid who grows up, who doesn't quite belong, doesn't know why, comes to figure out why, uh, gets oppressed, rebels. You know, yeah. that's an interesting interesting arc. What's not interesting is and, and like even like the scenes like even like they're terribly written like he goes to his boss to say to crash in and say we're ready to do human trials because the safe can do this for smart thing and the whole conversation is well you've been we've been doing it for five years like well motherfucker, of course you've been doing it for, i've been here the whole time funding you. you don't need to tell me you've been doing it for five years well yeah. the board meeting tomorrow is go- i know how important the board that's why i'm yeah. telling you now because i know about the board meeting why are you telling me like i'm just like heard yeah. about the board like that whole scene of expositional dialogue just frustrates me to no end that's fair and then, but then that's a, modern film. i know i'm getting i, I totally agree <laughs> and there's a repeat there's sort of a repeat of this where he comes back in the scene and he's talking to his boss and they should be five years older but they're not and yeah, no. Uh, they always look the same. Yeah, it looks exactly. They probably shot the same day without, yeah, yeah, uh, without exactly, makeup changes. Exactly, exactly. And, uh, Not even suit I changes. I think it's the same suit, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, why are you doing back here? He's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm still studying that old... Vibe. Why are you still working on that thing? I told you to abandon that project. Get back to new things. I used it on my dad at work. I'm going to give you full access and all the money to do whatever you need to do. And it's like, what the fuck? That was literally inside a minute and a half. Yes, yes. We yeah, to talk about his too quick, ethical concerns and, and, and what. I agree. Like, yeah, I agree. I mean, and so like those scenes are just like so frustrating. Whereas when it cuts to Caesar, he's looking around thinking about how he's going to get out of this place. Like there's a, there's a really interesting little thing that's not completely unnecessary, but I, I like this kind of touch is like, it's after he's, um, he's already spread the, the aerosol and all the apes are starting to wake up. And it's just him kind of shifting his eyes and he's in his hand. He's got a single, uh, piece of straw. Yeah. And he's just twirling it. Yeah. You know, just, and like, he, that's the, like, he can sign of, like, he's thinking. Oh, he kills it. I mean, like, that's Caesar like, kills. like uh, that's, yeah. that's so yeah, much more. Andy Circus. Guy yeah, deserves yeah. a fucking Oscar. They need to can create just... the Andy Circus Award they and just should. give it to him every yeah, year. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true. It's unfair. I can't even count I mean, how many times uh, I've gotten into that argument with yes, people. I, totally I, I will say the one thing that's good about the franchise, you know, who we don't get in the next film, no James Franco, no John Lith. It's done. Right. Like who, the, here's my question though along those both of those lines who would you have rather seen as james franco i think john lithgow is good no he he's stay. very good he's, yeah. very he's good. a great actor yeah, he can stay yeah but who would you have rather had honestly i like franco i would prefer a better script over franco I denzel and why you want a black too guy? Old. <laughs> Denzel's good in everything. Yeah, but he's too old. That doesn't. Fit yeah, he's the... way too old. Can you imagine Denzel Washington with John Lithgow as his dad? Well, now, John Lithgow <laughs> is now who's not in the modern age. <laughs> <laughs> this makes no sense. Um, okay, okay. Is is just sub out Spider-Man people? Let's just put Peter Parker. Fuck Peter. Peter Toby McGuire in. I like I like James Franco. I'm not gonna lie. I think James Franco was a good choice to bring bring people into the franchise. It's a terrible to get people into the, the, the writing is so bad. It's the writing. It's, it's the writing. Good. It's, it's not Franco. His lines. It's not Franco. It's the writing. Have the you writing's seen, bad. No, no. 
no i don't agree with you have you seen him in a serious movie what the conversation or whatever that fucking movie where he's supposed to be that murderer killer uh the only what, movie- he said milk he kills him milk he, he is good in milk. I, I haven't seen 127 hours. Is uh, neither have I. No, I haven't. But I, there's that modern. He's movie. good in Howl. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Whatever. I just. I, I like Franco. I'm a Frank boy. I like him. He's hot. And he's funny when he does comedy. Yeah, but he is like not great at delivering lines like he just has like such little well the conviction what he's saying (sighs) like everything that he says in this movie if you isolated his lines from this movie you literally would never be able to tell what emotion he's feeling for any of the fucking lines the problem with franco was that i probably sound real pissed right now i don't even give a fuck when (laughs) you're when you're watching this film you cannot get beyond it being franco it is always franco it's always franco yeah um, that's hard it, it it like so when you're watching with the original does anybody, does anybody know the character's name at all no i don't either dave franco it's his, <laughs> it's his, his brother. brother's it's his okay brother. i got it i got it i got it um how about this what do you guys think of this uh john lithgow is replaced by denzel washington and james franco is replaced by daniel day lewis yes i'm down for this version <laughs> <laughs> okay no it's too much what are you talking it's about too old. No, it's too much. no movie could be bad with those two people <laughs> yeah, that's, too that's an much. awesome <laughs> that's an oscar right there yeah that is know. too much okay all right how about this okay how about this movie andy circus should have played the role how about this movie takes <laughs> he plays everyone was filmed right now and we use a slightly older paul dano as Ooh, james franco you know, i can't get beyond I, a I, paul he dano. would be fucking good and definitely recast malifoy fuck yeah the that, only reason that was a malifoy, bad play. the only reason he was cast is because he was hot that i mean at, no. no 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 not oh, like ha ha hot at yeah. the time because he's yeah, coming off harry potter i know but he's Franco playing but he's yeah, playing true, the same true. version of malfoy exactly yeah so exactly. that's the problem yeah, yeah, yeah. he he went too much into yeah. his mold yeah yeah, yeah. or his, his his type cast. it sucks that was yeah. a bad bad move on his part yeah i agree um yeah i mean i would like to see this movie recast i would like to see the script gone through a couple of more revisions uh definitely but in the end uh at the end i'll be all zooming out i think that it is a uh i think it's a better fan service than what we've seen from anything i think it's a better revitalizing of the series i think it sets them up in a position to do something beyond what this film is. I think that, that when they made this, they, they came at it with the idea of like, what are we going to do for for the next five movies for a three movie arc for a five movie arc? What are we going to do? Whereas the Tim Burton one is like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Well, I have a question about that though, because this movie, we just finished this movie and started recording this. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like it ended and you're like obviously we know there's a second one and we've been talking about it this whole time specifically with what things will carry over to a second one but at the end of this movie if you can remove yourself from that do you feel like oh for sure we needed a second one or okay here's or slash and do you feel like 
damn, like I want a second one Here, when this movie ends. Here's the issue with this is that the original film ends on a God note. There, there is not a better end in a film. Like it is one of the best endings to a film ever. It, it, it does the ability to, and here's where, here's where, no, does seriously, no, 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 listen, here's, here's where the endings of films need to end, and here's what makes a great ending. You watch it, and you say, this can lead in your brain to so many fucking different films, but if it ends here, it's perfect. Star, Star Wars. Planet of the Apes, the first one. Mm -hmm. It does the exact same thing. When you watch the end, you say, I, in my brain, if this is the last shot I've ever seen in a film, it will shoot me to years into what this will cause, why this is happening, what's going on. It will shoot you into theory. It will it will do that. But also, it can end there. That is the end. That can it is finite. Like this one. It doesn't end with that. And movies haven't ended like that in ages. They've attempted it. Cliffhangers are trite now. Yeah. And when cliffhangers, when cliffhangers become trite, they, they, they become very utilitarian. People know how yeah, to write them. This movie doesn't even end on a cliffhanger. No, but it ends very, it, it ends on a crescendo without a, without a, a bang, without yeah. a finale. Because they should have never had James Franco in on the end. It should have just fucking ended when they ran off the bridge. That should be the end of the movie. Uh, honestly, a, a, a different approach to the third act altogether may have been, may have been needed to, to come into the ballpark of what you're talking about. Because one of the things that the first one has, to me, it has two endings. The first yeah. ending is the lawgiver talking to Heston about all these things, about all these terrible things that humans are, like the secret uh, the Psalms or whatever of humans. Yeah. And Heston hears it all and he's like, fuck you it's like yeah that he doesn't he has no retort yeah you know and that's like a big that's a big huge climax he understands thing. that humans are still shit but yet he is still a human it's, and it's, so it's a weird and so he takes that all in and you could end the movie with him going off in the sunset and just sit on that on that speech yeah and let that be the thing that echoes in your head as the ending but that character still believes that no, he's still righteous. They're, They're part so, of a righteous yeah. dynasty. And then when he he's sees confronted the fallen, with his dead God, when, yeah, yes. it's phenomenal. And so that's yeah. that's the crushing thing is that even that speech right there didn't crush him. That seeing the Statue of Liberty does. That's the end. So that's an ending. But in this yeah. one, there's nothing even coming close to that. It's just Caesar kind of gets I out. Mean, he, he gets out of San Fran and goes to the Redwoods, yeah. which is just south of it. I, I happen to visit there recently, so it's yeah. not that hey. far. You know, like it's he's literally like a half mile, half hour drive. Oh, you know you're a local now. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. But yeah, we go way back. And uh, so, like, you had an ape there. You had Max on a leash. And so, it's not as it, it doesn't have. It does not even trying to be that kind of finale thing. And so, yeah. it's definitely ending on the well. There's more to this. Story. Yeah, yeah. It's like you like I don't even that. Really think that they set it up for there's more to this story. It's just like, all right, well, I mean, that's ending. I guess like you could fucking mm. just live in those trees forever, yeah. and no one would be able. To do anything yeah. about it because they're 
protected trees like they can't just yeah. go fucking shoot them up it, that the reason i mean obviously the, the there's too much build i mean obviously i hate the ending of this movie it's so modern shitty hollywood it fucking makes me That's so true. angry it would have been better if somehow the in his actions apes running up the trees at the end that's infuriating it would have been better if he killed james franco yeah it would have he should have yeah because then it's like finally and, you get something for his like anger and it totally justifies all and I don't, of everything i don't it's see why he, he does it because master. because james franco isn't in the next one like because, why didn't they why didn't they do that mysterious yeah. time the way, pass and he just died the way i read it is that in the house he released the aerosol the aerosol is airborne in his house and so he dies of the human airborne part of it pretty shortly yeah but just have him kill him like it doesn't matter like i mean they're they're doing but so many things do where they're doing because it's a fucking hollywood they're doing short roles they're movie. doing short roles they're doing short roles for yeah, the idea not, of like ah by the way well like it'll be fine but the because other then thing we can bring the, it back or not whatever the other thing about the original series though is that all of the movies end and it's like whoa like yeah. that was a fucking mama, bummer mama. yeah <laughs> it's just like oh boy but this one ends and it's like oh there's hope there's uh, cheerful Boy, music in the movie in the background Speaking and like we're what? climbing up a tree Speak- we see a sun yeah uh man we, we we've taken a, a turn where we're all just shitting on this and it's kind of losing the fact that we all kind of like this we movie, need to be right? critical oh, we have <laughs> yeah. to be critical well, like i mean we we've built a whole series around this thing I like think, i care i think <laughs> we i think one of the things that we're maybe talking about is that the difference between trying to hit a single and trying to hit a home run. Yeah. yeah. Like whoever went to that. U- something utility versus something amazing. Something, the person, the people. Hey, so who I went- heard you also saw a Giants game when you were in. Oh, yeah, uh, that's I why did, he's yeah, in San Francisco. Yeah, thank yeah, you, yeah pulled that you. one. Yeah, 17 innings. <laughs> uh, no, like, I, and I made the same comparison actually when, when episode seven Jack. came out. I didn't think that they were trying to hit a home run. Uh, I thought they were trying to get back on their feet from the prequels. And I think this one, the frustrating, one of the frustrating things that we keep la- latching on to is that a home run. there's clearly room to improve and it seems like they they purposely pulled themselves back at the beginning process yeah at the beginning early steps of the production and writing, says, we're not writing we're writing. not trying to make something groundbreaking we're trying to you know build a, a safe a nice safe franchise yeah i mean there is hollywood wanting to make money in this script clearly but i mean uh, i i hate i hate thinking about that kind of stuff because it makes me it just that's what kills the dream of movies to me like the magic of movies is the idea of some like studio asshole coming in and being like sorry we can't have things that actually challenge people's beliefs or make someone think about something we gotta have what do you think this is placements explosions (laughs) what do you think this is 1975 we don't let directors have good films yeah i mean there's like clearly someone wrote or made this movie that loves that loves the work like they love it clearly there's so many beautiful things in this movie but then it's like i don't know what happened where someone else came in and they were just like "Uh, we need an action sequence in the first 10 minutes right and then another one 
ten, minutes, ten after minutes after that. that. Yeah. Like we got, we just we just spent fifteen pages of that in action sequence. Come Formulaic. on, let's get the Formulaic. let's get somebody to punch up the script here. It's frustrating. Yeah. Well, no one did that. That's why. Okay, all right. So I feel like we've talked about how much we hate this movie and we'll talk about our good things about it in a minute but i would like to say that's why i'm super excited uh to see the new one though because i'm curious to see where they take things there's been a lot of stuff that has happened recently where uh the older films are even more uh relevant now Mm mm-hmm I'm interested to see what's going to happen in the new movie and how they're going to maybe twist things so that it fits in with political social shit. narrative. Yeah, yeah. Social I slash hope so. political I, hope so. I, I mean, I, I think that's the direction they need to go in. I mean, like Me if you're, too. if you're looking at the original writers, you're looking at Rod Serling, man, Rod Serling's a fucking monolith, a God among writers. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if you're looking to that and if you're looking to make a film that is within the realm, but can Hollywood do it anymore? Well, well if you, yeah, well, if you're looking to make a film within the realm of what, the original of these films were you need something that is challenging you need something that's relevant and you need something that's timeless and that is so hard to do uh do we have it i don't know i've seen the trailers and i will tell you one thing (laughs) there are uh, i mean there's references to things the point is the point is is that it you know like those three things that you just said they're already established we've got the 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 framework to build those things all you have to do is just fucking tap into it and then yeah. not you know just grab on your balls tap into it and don't and don't most like, importantly grab on your balls yeah grab your balls tap <laughs> into it and don't fucking like yeah. don't get scared that somebody's yeah. not going to get on board with these themes because it's been going on for four decades and people are into baby. it well, all like, right just in just in case the people that directed this movie or wrote this movie are listening, I don't blame yeah, yeah. those no, are they, Bezos for it. Yeah. I don't blame you. I blame the studio. 100%. No, I I'm gonna put the writer. Can you imagine the like the director of this like googling himself and be like, oh, there's a podcast talking about <laughs> all the planet. Oh, is. dude, I'll watch this. <laughs> I'll, I'll listen to all these. He's probably going. Yeah. He's probably going. Yeah, that's right. I, that's <laughs> no, I don't believe it. It's a fucking We're corporation, now. dude. They just fuck everyone yeah, over. That's I'm true. Sick that's of fucking true. being a cog in the machine. Burn this shit down. Marxism, <laughs> baby. Piss. I, I almost get the sense that. I'm okay. a rebel. Okay, check this out. Dottie. <laughs> I think that I think when something is completely animated, it forces the writers to come up with good shit. Yeah, I don't know about Whereas that. if you put, I hate if this. You put I hate it with Charlie and the check chocolate factory, it fucked it up when they went from animation to digital. This, I mean, uh, we're recovering. We're on the recovery process. Do practical. What's the problem with you have such good practical now? That was my point. No, I'm saying Uh. that the need to do the CGI in this movie or the direction they went for for them to use CGI forced them to to have good writing because they couldn't just use, obviously they can't talk, so they're forced to do other interesting things and and, and focus more on on that narrative. Whereas when it's live acting, they can kind of put the camera there and shoot and blah, blah, blah and improvise and change the scene and, you know, have characters go through, you know, they don't have to put as much time and energy into um, into the 
each frame doesn't have the same kind of care into it that, uh, that uh, the animated frames do. And I think that sort of forces them into a higher level of quality. At least the, the, the creative mm-hmm. crew, the team that you say, you know, we're, this is the team that's going to be on set to make this, to shoot these shots. And this is the team that's going to create these CGI shots. Though that team has different, uh, they have different tools in their belt to make something powerful that the other team may lack. Make it practical. I want it practical. You can't have a fucking monkey there, okay? I want him, <laughs> no, I want him to revive Planet of the Apes and go back to practical. That's not going to happen. Well, you know, if it does, I support it. Right. And I will go fund the shit out of that. Yeah. I doubt it. I, that that's you, true. You would I, I wouldn't yeah. go fund it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's All right, yeah, uh, let's give our final ratings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, you want to give it our one out of ten kind of ratings? Here? Oh yeah, sure. do we yeah. have final words about it? Or yeah, we just wanna, we'll yeah. do yeah. final words really slash rating. Yeah, yeah uh, final words for me. Uh, my first impression of the movie, I I thought it was good. The second impression, I saw a lot of the. I think I'm, re- I'm reiterating myself. I saw a lot of the flaws, and this time those flaws became more obvious. But the fan service kind of stuff helped elevate it to me. So I'm giving it a seven. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I, I have such an attachment to this movie because it was what came after the dreaded Tim Allen version. Uh, uh, you know, and uh, honestly, I'm a Frank boy. You know, I'm going to go Franco all day. I'm a Frank boy. Uh, I fuck with him. Uh, you know, Draco Malfoy, uh, he could have been better cast, but it's nice seeing his face. John Lethkow's always good looking. The apes are good. The plot's good. It's solid, man. Like, we as Planet of the Apes lovers are grasping at straws, and these are the longest of the straws they have offered us. I am going to give this movie a 7 out of 10 with an upswing of one uh, just because I like it. So it's up to eight. Eight. Eight, eight out right. of ten. Uh, well, very interesting. I fall right in the middle with a 7.5. Mm. Um, I think there's... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I've said everything. So I guess in conclusion, I feel like the bones are there. And unfortunately, um, you know, I think a money-hungry studio filled with fucking rats got their dirty little claws into this movie Mm -hmm. and decided to remove all the socio-political issues that were probably originally in this film because Mm -hmm. they're dirty fucking rat bastards, and that's exactly the kind of shit (laughs) that they would pull. Hell yeah. Uh, But... You know, I love all the homages. And I mean, Andy Circus is great. I mean, the the CGI, I, I love the practical. The practical is amazing from the original series, but the CGI is so fucking good in this movie. Mm. And the ability that they have to create their own traditions is just great. And, uh, you know, I don't really think that this movie needed a sequel based off of watching it today but i'm pretty fucking excited to watch the next one <laughs> Fuck, i don't remember yes. it <laughs> i'm so geeked i'm so geeked for the oh, 
Uh, I'm so excited. I'm going to get a pint glass. I'm getting no, a pint glass. One. Yeah, I know, but I'm so excited for this whole thing. We're finally in the new era, baby. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Today, we're recording this on Friday yeah. uh, prior to the Monday release. Um, oh, me and Bisa already talked about it. Yeah, well, you're out of the room. Oh, that's what you were talking about? No, we didn't talk about that. We're yeah. on, we were on advanced uh, kind of talking. Yeah. I can't. I, yeah. I, we segued pretty quick into right. yeah, yeah. being excited about having yeah. just bought our new tickets. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. We? Yeah, we. Yeah, we I yeah. could have Venmoed you immediately. You better pay. I paid you. It's, just, it's, just, it's, in, it's in. It's in lieu. Yeah, <laughs> it's in yeah, time. Yeah. Well, um, thanks for listening, guys. Of course, uh, I forgot what the question was earlier, but oh, uh, I have a, uh, I have a, a, a comment to make. <clears throat> I fucked up when I said that Bionic Bob did that last edit. Wait, what? Yeah, apparently <gasps> uh, on the fan edit thread, Bionic Bob is the one who started the thread that included this um, Planet of the Apes edit from the TV show that we watched, The Return of the Planet of the Apes. And it was a completely different editor. I think his name was like DKSTRN or something. Oh. So I apologize uh, to Bionic Bob for giving him credit for something <laughs> that he didn't mess. do. Uh, but I also apologize to the other fan editor who didn't give the proper credit. I'm not even, not even giving the proper credit now because I don't remember his name Stephen uh, Jenkins but if you want to find uh, the return of the planet of the apes uh, fan edit uh, go to uh, fanedit.org and just search it there you'll find it thank you guys wait are you fucking serious because yeah, I I bumped bionic Bob up in terms of my personal respect to, for him. To be fair, he's the one who went out of his way and shared it with the community. So What a sweet angel. So he he, he, he deserves some props for putting a spotlight for on sure. it. For sure. But he didn't edit it. Uh, okay. All right. Man, I am real. All right. You know what? Okay. New idea. I guess Cult Busey on Twitter is dead, but uh, <laughs> I'm interested. If you're a Planet of the Apes fan, tweet at Dude vs. Girl or <laughs> at Donna underscore Bourgeois uh, and let me know what movies you like or what specific scenes resonate with you mm. because man dude fucking robot eric didn't do the movie that utilized <laughs> the up. same fucking scenes as his up. other movies. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> bye guys. Bye. Thank you.
International. International.